Let's join together in the readings of Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the words. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptism, these people who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Our scripture comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the time or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Matthias chosen to replace Judas. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for... May 18th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and what what a blessing that we get to discuss through today because we're going to look back at last Sunday's sermon, and we're going to go ahead and project into the future of this Sunday's sermon, which is the our Pentecost weekend. As we talk about the completion of the actions of the physical Jesus Christ and talk about our place and the actions of interacting with the Holy Spirit so that we, as individuals, become the image of physical care to the greater world. I want us to think about that because there's there's one weekend that, that gets neglected sometimes as we go on our faith journey. We know about Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is the day that people look at our foreheads and try to figure out what denomination that we go to church in. And we start a journey of Lent where that we intentionally give something up so that we can intentionally focus on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Lent is a very special time period for me. And I've seen it become a very special time period for others as they go through these intentional actions of setting things aside because of what Jesus Christ had set aside. Then we move forward and we get to Easter and we get to celebrate the resurrection. 
And not just the resurrection that our Lenten promises are done and we can go back to our regularly scheduled shenanigans, but we celebrate a Redeemer who conquered death. And we celebrate a Redeemer that has brought us the opportunity to have a resurrection to new life. These are all pivotal and lovely things that we celebrate. In many of our churches and faith traditions, even Pentecost becomes a major day as many churches even make birthday cakes for the church as the Holy Spirit descends to the world and becomes the birthday of the church, the equipping and the fueling of the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to go out and to provide care and to teach and train and to show others the physical reality of Jesus Christ through our own actions of, and care. But within that, a lot of times we look over the ascension. We look over the ascension of Jesus Christ. And I have begun to really connect this year in the reality that the ascension becomes a really pivotal piece for us even being able to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's use some imagery, and I need to go ahead and, and share with you the physical limitations that Jesus Christ dealt with, because I'm going to use some names of some people who had the ability to, to reach out and connect with a greater body of people, but they would have not been able to make that same impact with the limitations that Christ had. But I want to use the image of what it means to have one centralized figure that is the main vocal advocate of a mission. And I'm going to go ahead and just, just use one. I want to use the image for me, who was a person for many years, who was the main Christian voice that reached so many hearts and so many souls, the main Christian voice of Billy Graham. For many of us, if we think who is a Christian because of the televised Billy Graham crusades, because of Billy Graham's connection with many of our presidents over the years, I would venture to say that many people, if they had to, to pick an image of a main vocal advocate for the crusade of Jesus Christ, Billy Graham would have been that person. And Billy Graham was able to do so much with the tools that he had. So much of the world was able to hear the message of Jesus Christ through the words of Billy Graham because of the televised crusades. So much of the world was able to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ through the words of Billy Graham because he had the opportunity to fly, to travel, to go to so many different places and to go and be a part of so many different people's lives that the world of telecommunications and transit made it possible for this one voice to reach so many. But it was one voice. What I want us to hold on to in the reality that as Billy Graham became the main centralized voice of a Christian movement, I want us to think about what if it was only him? And what if it was only Billy Graham that his voice was the one that was the only one heard and the only one that shared the message? 
not the ones that heard his message carrying it on, but only Billy Graham speaking, his reach would have been much more limited. People wouldn't have the desire of seeing what he would say on the television shows, and they definitely would not have had the same desire to go to the public gatherings in which Reverend Graham preached without the connection and the desire of them hearing the words of a friend share how those words transformed his life. It becomes a voice in the actions of other people that makes someone who is so visible in our lives even more visible and even more desired to be heard. I want us to look at that at the reality of the Ascension story. Because I want us to go all the way back to the time of Jesus Christ, who was only equipped with the tools of the oral tradition, who was only equipped to go out and speak to whoever he could get in front of him, not having a televised signal to share his story with the greater world, not having the internet or books at the time to share his story. But the only place that the message of Jesus Christ was being shared was in the place where Jesus Christ stood. And I want us to think about how limiting that is to the possibility of the entire world finding its place in the message of hope and grace. There's so many doors that begin to open because of Jesus Christ's ascension into heaven. It takes Jesus Christ being willing to step away so that others have to take the torch. Others have to become the torchbearers to carry the message of Jesus Christ to new places and the new people. Others have to step forward to continue to teach and to share the life-changing message that they experienced firsthand. And when it becomes the voices of the apostles and the disciples, when it becomes the voices of those who participated, who were the ones who received the gifts of the healings, when it becomes the ones who go out and talk about touching the cloth of the Messiah and the Redeemer, and they begin to add their personal narrative to the story, the story becomes that much more compelling, the story becomes that much more real, and the story becomes that much more freeing to those who are hearing it for the first time. That's why the ascension becomes very important. Jesus Christ has to step aside so that others can find their place to step forward. Now, the way that people are equipped and the way that Jesus Christ still provides care becomes what we'll celebrate next week. Because within the scripture of the ascension, when Jesus Christ says, unless that I step away, the one who follows me cannot come, Jesus Christ is talking about the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who comes and floods the world with hope and become, and gives birth to what will become the church and inspires and empowers and touches hearts so that those personal experiences can be intertwined with this world-reaching spirit 
that connects so many together. So as they share their personal experiences of transformation, others can start to touch it and begin to be stirred by it and to find their place in the story. But none of that happens without the physical Christ stepping aside. None of that happens without the physical Christ moving away so that those who were his students can step forward to become the teachers. There's so much. There's so much that I celebrate with the reality of the ascension of Jesus Christ. It's not just the conclusion, and it's not really, it's nowhere close to the conclusion of the death, burial, and resurrection. It's the conclusion of the physical presence for the time being. But when Jesus Christ steps away, it becomes the beginning of a greater story. Again, in the narrative that I used to begin this conversation, Billy Graham inspired so many people, but it's not without people sharing how they were inspired that others find their place to want to hear the words. It's not without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and the disciples, the apostles going out to advocate, to proclaim the reality of Jesus Christ so that that message keeps growing and growing and going. And the Jesus Christ that was limited to only the oral tradition becomes the one who inspires so many people and touches so many more lives than a television signal ever could. All set in play on one glorious day that Jesus Christ steps aside, ascends to heaven, becomes the one who whispers in God's ear, cheering us on, so that we have to step forward. And we have to use our words. And we have to use our actions. And we have to use our experiences so that the loving presence of Jesus Christ can touch hearts, stir souls, and bring freedom. I want us to think about that. I want us to think about that in the times that we don't feel worthy to be the voices because you are worthy to be the voice. We are all players on the same field and we all have responsibilities to the greater team. We are all a part of a greater puzzle. We are all a part of a beautiful mosaic. And it's when we step forward to share our emotional place within faith that it can become real to other people. It becomes our time and our story that becomes the one that may touch someone else's heart and touch someone else's heart in such a way that someone else's story may not have. There comes that time that we're holding the right hand at the right moment and we're praying the right words at the right time that makes someone just feel set free and they want to say thank you. And at that moment, the reality of Jesus Christ receives glory and praise because we found our place in the greater artwork and the grace of Jesus Christ. And it all starts with the moment of the ascension. It's all fueled by next week as the 
descending of the Holy Spirit floods the earth and gives birth to the church and inspires us all to have the words and the graces to go forth and to be the active participants, the spirit of grace empowering us to step forward because Jesus Christ moved aside so that he could go and whisper in God's ear, go get him. And we can become the active hands and feet of Jesus Christ and care and comfort. I want you to hold on to all those things. I want you to hold on to the beautiful place that you have as a kingdom builder. And I want you to realize that you are touched by the Holy Spirit. You are a beautiful creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have a place in the greater narrative to share hope and peace to the real love that can transform the world. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.